get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our longtime friend, Dennis Dodd of CBSSports.com, kind enough to join us. He was at the Mizzou-Alabama game on Saturday as his new power rankings out. You need to check those out at CBSSports.com. Dennis, great to have you with us. How are you doing? Randy, Michelle, how are you guys? I'm good. What was it like at Faroe Field on Saturday? It was, boy, the atmosphere was just, I guess the best way to put it was diminished. Um, visiting people that I knew um, there, I had a... I had a a niece uh, who's a videographer for the team, shout out Emily Noonan, and some friends in the dorms, the friends that had people there. I walked across the entire campus, and it looked like the middle of summer, like when there's no one there. Uh, and I'm not blaming Missouri. I think that's the way it is across a lot of the country, but it was almost dystopian. And it, it was kind of depressing, you know, on, on a football Saturday. And again, I'm not blaming Missouri. This is the way of the world right now, but... Um, you know, 11,700 there, socially distanced, but it, there, there was just something missing. Even Nick Saban said it. I asked him about it yesterday on, on a Zoom call, and he said, yeah, the, the players have to create their own excitement almost. That sounds eerie. It sounds like an eerie environment to be part of. I almost wonder if it's if it's less eerie with no fans because you, you go in kind of expecting, embracing that it's going to be that way. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for that. It's I've got a piece on... Um, home field advantage during this time going up today and the home field advantage is 59.5% right now, which is according to the NCA statistics, if it holds up would be the lowest uh, number since 2004 or five. So in the last 15 years, road teams have never been more competitive. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's something to that where it's already descended. If you watch the games, all games, hockey, everything else, baseball, into studio sports, where they're just staging an event, and it's less of a game than a than a stage. You know, the the commentators aren't there. Uh, some of the media that cover the game aren't there. So it's just it's just a different world. Dennis, whenever Mizzou plays Alabama, I expect Mizzou to get trucked. <laughs> so the the circumstances that they played under on Saturday led me to believe that Alabama would rock Missouri. I, I actually thought that things were positive for Missouri under the circumstances. I, I think the way they finished the game, scoring 16 of the last 19 points, was a positive Missouri could take out of the game. Now, were Alabama's backups in the game? Yes, they were. But, you know, Missouri didn't, didn't turtle. Uh, they played hard, I thought, the entire game. I think Nick Saban, frankly, has a soft spot for Gary Pinkle and Missouri. Um, and, and, and didn't, you know, seldom does he try to lay a number on a team. And, and obviously he didn't Saturday. Gary Pinkle and Nick Saban were teammates at, at Kent State. So I, I think that had something to do with it because, boy, Alabama's really talented. And it was 5-3. to three. 
Jalen Waddle looks like maybe the best receiver in America after they lost two really good guys to the draft, and, and Najee Harris could win the Heisman. So, so in that sense, no, I, I thought. But uh, second half, definitely Missouri could take some positives out of that. Dennis, I love your college football power rankings. I was looking at them last night, and you had Clemson, number one, Alabama, number two, Texas, number three. They were up two from the week prior. I got to ask, do you think Texas is back, or is it even fair to say Texas is back until they get to the college football playoff? Right. Texas isn't back until they beat Oklahoma and win the Big 12, and that hasn't happened. They beat Oklahoma. They did two years ago in 2018. They haven't won the Big 12 since. 2009 when they went to the championship game against Alabama. So we'll find out, you know, in a couple of weeks. Uh, I I do like them right now. Sam Ellinger, a veteran quarterback through, what was it, five touchdowns against Texas Tech, whose defense is like going against air. And you can, you know, you can dismiss Texas defense, which gave up 56 points, and Texas had to rally from 15 down with three minutes left on the road to get it to overtime. But I think that's the way of the world right now in college football. You know, if you if you got enough explosive plays, look at the Chiefs last night. You can beat anybody. And I, I think te- Texas is rounding into shape. They were horrible defensively last year. I don't know if they're better, but I think their outlook is better. And Sam Ellinger, I think, is determined, especially after Oklahoma being upset at home by Kansas State. I think that gives them a little juice to think they can do this in two weeks. Yeah, that, the Oklahoma loss to K-State – Makes me question, as I do every year, and maybe it's just a, a biased view because Mizzou used to be in the Big 12, but I just don't see the Big 12 being as legit as the Big 10 when they're playing or the SEC. Well, here's how I answer that. Um, everybody, A lot of these teams have separated themselves within these conferences. Clemson in the ACC, Ohio State in the Big 10, big time. Um, no matter how much you want to talk about the August tradition there, they have taken the top off that league and they're head and shoulders above everybody in that mm-hmm. league. And it, in Oklahoma, which has won, won five straight Big 12 titles, gone to the playoff three straight times. And so what the Big 12 has to do, whether it's Oklahoma or somebody else, is just go in and win a playoff game. Right. You know, they're getting trucked every time they go in there, whether, you know, whether this year it's Texas. Um, but you're right, every game seems to be in the forties, there doesn't seem to be any defense played, but look, that's everywhere. Um, Mississippi state just went to defending national champions and scored 44 points in them in their own yeah. building. Uh, oh, and LSU's diminished, but, um, it, it's for those teams. It's a discussion between those teams at the top, not really the conferences because you know, who, who else are you going to put in there? Florida. Yeah. They're going to compete. Um, you know, Oklahoma's going to be in there. Georgia still has to prove itself. There have been 11 teams, Randy, play for that, play in the playoffs since it started six years ago. That's not a very diverse you know, list. You mentioned LSU, Dennis, and they, they did lose to Mississippi State. First defending national champion to lose their season opener in more than two decades. And, and you're right, they are diminished. But in, in your perspective, what are realistic expectations for LSU this season? When I looked at that roster and what they'd lost and what they had coming in and what I heard they were doing because nobody really knew, you know, cause nobody, you know, couldn't watch practice, couldn't do anything else. I thought in a 12 game season, they were a 10 and two team. Now for LSU, that would be great, but they're coming off a 15 and 0 season that many say was the best in history, best single season in history by a quarterback, Joe Burrow. So the bar is a little higher. So I think, I think for LSU, 
this is kind of a bridge season. And then they've got to prove, are they football royalty? Are they a top 10 team every, every year? I think after this season, I think they are. Because they've recruited at a high rate. Ed Orgeron's established. He's good enough where he can be that CEO coach and trust his assistants to recruit and call plays. Um, and and he, he has really, really good players. It didn't show for the entire game uh, Saturday. But I, but I think they'll be there, uh, maybe not just this year, but I think they'll rebound and be that top-ten team every year. One last college football question for Dennis Dodd. And Michelle and I were talking during the break, Dennis, about your power rankings. And we agree that when you can put a Texas and a Miami and a Notre Dame in your top seven of the power rankings, mm-hmm. we think that's good for college football. What's your take? As you put that together, what do you think that says for college football? Oh, it's great, and it's going to get better when Ohio State's in there, when Oregon's in there, because they they will be included at least in in our our uh, rankings as their seasons start. Um, no, I think it's great. I, the, the sport's always better when USC's good, when Notre Dame's good, when Miami's good. Um, I'm really excited about Miami just because I think they're for real. Do I think they'll win the ACC? No, I don't. But I, I think they've they've gotten back to some. Some things are they've got dudes, they've got speed, um, they've got talent, they've got a quarterback. Derek King is is almost the college version of, uh, of Pat Mahomes right now. He's that good. So, no, I, I think it's great. It's great for the game. Dennis, we know that you are a big St. Louis Blues fan, and so we need to get your ruling on this. Randy and I were talking about this. Now that the Tampa Bay Lightning are officially the Stanley Cup champions. They have hoisted the cup. You you tweeted this. Is it time to change my profile <laughs> picture or not? Randy and I talked about the banner. He has a replica banner hanging in his media room, in his theater room. Is it time to change the pictures and take down the banners, or is what the Blues did so amazing that they can live on in infamy? 15 months and 16 days we lived with it. I was counting every day till the Tampa Bay one last night. I, I got some feedback last night immediately on Twitter from, uh, from Brian Kelly, uh, from Camelwax. He said, no, no, leave it up there. I think, I think I can change it to, you know, what Randy did or something else. Cause you can never take the cup away. Just a picture of the cup would be great. In fact, when I do, when I do video from my office, I had the cup over my right shoulder on my bookcase. It'll never go away. So, yeah, and, 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 you know, with Petro hoisting the cup, yeah, that might not look good because he looks like he's going to be gone in a few days. So maybe just put a cup up there. How simple. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely perfect. Hey, we always love having you on the show, Dennis. Thanks so much. Keep up the great work. Are you going to a game this weekend, by the way? I, I am not. And, I, you know, that's I, I don't know if I'll be going to many this season. It's In, in the SEC, the protocol is that uh, the post game is all on Zoom. So I could be anywhere in the country and cover SEC games as good as people that are actually in the press box. So, again, that's that's where we are right now. So we'll see. All right. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, guys.